In this podcast, I'll be talking about neurulation. Neurulation is essentially the development of the nervous system during pregnancy. And this is an often overlooked aspect of neuroscience because modern neuroscience or pop neuroscience today focuses more on various brain mapping projects or combating dementia. But a lot of these problems and these projects actually stem from neurulation. And this is really important in understanding why we need to know about neurulation in the first place. In fact, certain abnormalities, for example, autism, is a result of is shown to be partly a result of reduced synaptic pruning during childbirth. And similarly, there's another condition called spina bifida, which is also a result of abnormal neurulation processes. So let's get straight to it. What is neurulation exactly? Earlier I mentioned that it's the development of the nervous system in the embryo. And so basically two nervous systems are formed. So there's the peripheral nervous system, which comprises of nerves all around the body. And then there's a the central nervous system, which consists solely of the brain and the spinal cord. And these are actually two separate, entirely separate systems if you look at how they develop during gestation. So let's look in more detail about how this happens. Now scientists have studied neurulation processes in the embryos of Xenopus, which is a species of frog. And what makes it unique is that its embryos are transparent, which makes it a lot easier to actually see the processes and what's going on within the embryo during embryonic development. Of course, another benefit is that Frogs lay their eggs externally, so it's a lot more ethical and a lot more convenient to actually see the embryo, the developing embryo, as compared to somehow using technology to try to get inside a mammal's mother's womb, for example. But the currently understood process of neurulation applies to humans, even though it's largely been studied in frogs. It's essentially um, the same processes. So once fertilization occurs, a zygote is formed. And within four days, the zygote multiplies by mitosis to form a hollow ball of cells called the blastula. And over the course of the next week or so, uh, the blastula starts differentiating into three basic germ layers. And these germ layers are, are common to almost any animal species today. They're called the endoderm, the mesoderm, and the ectoderm. So the endoderm gives rise to the internal organs, the gut, etc. The mesoderm gives rise to muscles, blood vessels, and bones, while the ectoderm gives rise to skin and the nervous system. And since we're interested in the nervous system, clearly the area of interest here is the ectoderm, which is generally the external layer formed in the new mass of cells, which is now called the gastrula. And so now let's say that we've finished about two weeks of gestation, the gastrula is formed, the ectoderm is there, and this is where the neurulation process kicks in. So firstly, at about day 19, some of the top uh, layer of cells in the ectoderm differentiate specifically to form to neural cells, and this process results in the formation of a neural plate. And this neural plate is not does not cover the entire ectoderm, and it's marked by specific regions known as neural borders. And this occurs at around day 19 of gestation. And so a few days later, um, maybe between day 19 and day 24, this neural plate starts folding inwards. So you can sort of see it like pinching inwards, and this results in the formation of a sort of U-shape, which is called the neural groove. 
And on its own, the neural plate and the neural groove don't actually serve a specific function, but they're simply the stages that are precursors to the formation of the neural tube, which becomes the spinal cord in the brain ultimately, as we'll see soon. So you can imagine this step one neural plate, step two neural groove, and then you can sort of guess what will happen next. Uh, a couple of days later, again, all of this occurs overall during the first month of gestation. So it's around day 20 something. And the neural groove starts closing up. So as I said, it's a U shape. You can imagine the top of the U sort of folding inwards to eventually form a tube. But note that not all of the cells of the edges of the U close together to only form the tube. Some of the cells sort of stick out at the sides. And so once the tube is formed, there's a line of cells that are remaining above the tube. And these, uh, this line above the tube is called the neural crest, which eventually develops into the peripheral nervous system. And the tube, as you could guess, develops into the spinal cord and the brain, which is the central nervous system. So after the neural plate becomes the neural groove, this eventually leads into forming the neural tube and the neural crest simultaneously. And so remember how initially I talked about certain disorders that could be caused as a result of poor neurulation. And there's one uh, pretty well-known disorder, which is called spina bifida. And this occurs when due to an incomplete closure of the neural tube during embryonic development. And therefore, remember how I talked about how a tube formed from the neural groove? Well, imagine that the tube doesn't entirely close off. And this results in nerve tissue sticking out or the spinal cord itself sticking out when it's formed because it doesn't form a proper tube. And this can often be very dangerous and even fatal for infants who often may have to undergo surgery to sort of try to correct this problem. And in fact, one major contribution to spina bifida is a deficiency in folic acid which is also known as vitamin B9. And this, this is why spina bifida is at a higher risk for mothers who have unplanned pregnancies because they may not be aware of the certain supplements they need to take to ensure healthy embryonic development. And so this is one of the many issues that may arise as a result of poor neurulation, uh, which is why it's so important to study it today. And in fact, as I'd mentioned before, with reference to autism, and in general, neurulation eventually is what leads to the processes of our brain being formed and our spinal cord being formed, which serves as the basis of the many projects being undertaken today, such as understanding neuroplasticity or understanding possible inborn diseases, such as lack of vision at childbirth. So just to repeat the four major steps in neurulation, there's the formation of the neural plate, then there's the neural groove, followed by the neural crest and the neural tube, and which eventually become the peripheral and the central nervous systems, respectively.